0: For more nightmares, check out darknessprevails.org slash gamefly, or click this card for a free month of game and movie rentals. You could be slaying demons in Neo or getting triggered on Overwatch. Why wait? That's darknessprevails.org slash gamefly. Thanks. Does anyone need some extra cash? Because I need someone to be my victim. I mean, babysit for me, yeah. This world is a strange one. I think most of us at one point have babysat. Whether that means watching over some pets or your own siblings, or even getting some extra cash on the side to look after someone's kids, sometimes people are willing to pay to get a break, and that's when they hire a babysitter. But when you hire or ask someone who could be nothing more than a stranger to look after the ones you care about, your kids might not be there when you get back, or they might be just in pieces. So let's take a look at some of your allegedly true scary stories of babysitting experiences. Sometimes it's just not worth the extra cash when the clown statue starts sweating. But first, I want to hear your creepy Snapchat stories. If you've got one, send it over to darknessprevails.org and it might appear in a future video, thanks. Now, who's ready to get strangerous? Number one. The Bad Woman, submitted by Carrie. I remember when I was in my teen years, I had always babysat my neighbor's granddaughter. I had babysat her from when she was a few months old to when she was about five or six. The experience I had there made me stop babysitting completely. Let's call the child Alyssa. Alyssa always told me everything because I was one of her best friends. She was a very weird kid, though. She had no friends and preferred to stay home and draw. I would do the same, but my mom would always make me go to school or go out with her. But as Alyssa grew up and learned to talk, she was talking to things that weren't even there. As with anybody, I, of course, brushed it off, simply thinking she had developed an imaginary friend. One day, she came up to me and she begged me to cut up an apple for her. Since she had little teeth, she couldn't eat big bites so I had to cut it up into small pieces. I was almost finished and she was in the living room watching some Mickey Mouse on the TV. I put the knife down on the counter and I went to the other side of the kitchen where a glass of water was. I sipped it and I peered into the living room only to see Alyssa talking. I didn't think anything of it and resumed cutting the apple. I was almost done with the last slice when suddenly Alyssa appeared in the kitchen. She walked right up to me with tears in her eyes. I looked down and quickly bent down to her level, asking her what was wrong. He said to hide the knife. The bad woman is coming, she said. I was baffled and to be honest, a little creeped out. What kind of kid thought about these things? Who, Alyssa, who's he and who's the bad woman, I asked. Tears streamed down her face as she screamed. Put the knife away, Carrie. I was surprised and I did what she asked putting the knife back into the block it sat in. Carrie, we have to hide, Alyssa said. I looked at her strangely, now genuinely frightened. She whispered and took my hand. She knows you're scared. I knew my face went pale as the lights began to flicker. I felt like I was caught up in some nightmare. She quickly led me into her room and locked the door. She took us both into the closet and locked that as well. All the lights went out, and suddenly, the doorknob started to jiggle. I I began to panic. Was someone in the house? Did someone break in? Is that what Alyssa was talking about? I had to call 911. That's all I could think. I tried to calm down, slowing my breathing, and I listened. And I quickly looked at Alyssa. She was looking up to her right, opposite of where I was, and quietly whispered to no one. Please don't kill her. Please. She's my only friend. I felt goosebumps cover my whole body. I sat down and I tried to restrain myself from having a panic attack, from blacking out. All of a sudden, the door swung open. I saw Alyssa cower away. She grabbed my hand hard and would not let it go. All the while, it sounded like a tornado was terrorizing her room. I'd never been so scared in my life. I honestly thought that this was it. Someone was going to kill me. At this point, we were both crying, and I covered my mouth. Just don't move, I thought. Then the closet door began to shake, just like the door handle before, and that's when I saw who was doing this. I saw a woman just outside the closet, and I stared right at her, and I nearly jumped out of my skin when she shifted her head and stared right back at me. Then she slowly knelt down to my level, cocking her head to the side and smiling. Her teeth looked disgusting, and she was pale, like she had never been outside. I I closed my eyes, waiting for it to be over, waiting for my fate. Then the noises died down, and when I gathered the courage to open my eyes again, the woman was gone. The lights were back on, and I could hear Alyssa's grandma coming into the house yelling for where we were. I jumped out of the closet, towing Alyssa behind me. When we opened the door to the closet, her room was in shambles. Her bed was flipped over, lamps on the floor and shattered. Then I ran with Alyssa down to the living room. The moment I saw her grandma, I gave her Alyssa's hand and without another word, I ran out of that house. Ever since then, I haven't been back. I thought I was going crazy. I always wondered how her grandma never saw the crazy woman and what was making the lights go on and off. But now I know better. I know that that woman wasn't alive because the next time I saw Alyssa in town, just by chance, I ran into Alyssa and her grandma. Alyssa looked depressed and I can't say I blame her because standing behind her with her pale bony hands on her shoulders was the same woman that had cornered us in that closet that day. The thing is, no one acknowledged that she was there, not to mention when we said our goodbyes. The woman was suddenly gone. I don't know who the bad woman is, but I do know that I'm scared of the dark now. I'm scared of being alone, and I know it sounds terrible, but I never want to see Alyssa again. Number two cardinals submitted by chloe creep i've been keeping this story up my sleeve for a while now and honestly it scares the heck out of me every time i think about it it's one of my most vivid memories from when i was 13 that was the first summer i was hired to babysit it was for a family friend though not too close of one It was a single mother who had gone through plenty of hardships in her life. You see, her husband left her after she had two miscarriages and she was almost dirt poor only after successfully having a child. She began by hiring me randomly, calling me a day or so beforehand and asking if I was free to work for two to six hours the next day. However, she soon got a very wealthy boyfriend and everything changed. I was happy for her, of course. She did deserve something nice, but my pay shifted meaning that even when I worked for way less time when she was low on cash, I still made more money. It sounded like a win-win for everybody. My new schedule involved me working for three days a week, sometimes more if they called me in for extra days. I would be there from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, because this was a blended family, sometimes I'd watch four kids or I'd just watch the one when the other three were at their real mother's. This story happened on a day when I had just one, Now, this kid, let's call him Mark. He was very strange. There had been previous experiences with him that I simply brushed off and tried to forget. Numerous times when I've tucked him into bed at night, I got called to work late, and he would ask me who he heard talking while I was reading him a story. But it was just us. One night, he actually told me that his little brother and sister came into the bed and slept with him. He was referring to his mother's miscarriages. Once he said he saw someone walking upstairs, it was all things like that, kind of disturbing in the moment, or it could simply be his imagination. This story though, without a doubt in my mind, is true. I had just brought Mark home from his morning swim lesson and he was swinging outside. Naturally, I was standing a little ways in front of him, far enough that he didn't kick me in the face. I was way too big for the swings myself and I would have most likely broken it if I had so standing or sitting on the ground and getting my pants all muddy were the only options. He's chatting it up with me, the normal kid talk and things like that, when suddenly I spot a cardinal. It was a beautiful bird, something I knew that Mark would like, so I pointed it out to him and I said, look up there, Mark, it's a cardinal. The bird stood still and peaceful on the branch it was on, and Mark just rolled his eyes at me. Suddenly I wished I didn't point it out at all, The conversation that followed will always haunt me. He said, no, it's not silly, that's my great-grandpa. That was a weird thing for him to say, so I tried to play along with his antics. Oh, well, I like your great-grandpa's red feathers. I do too, he replied, but his heart isn't very good. Really, I frowned. Well, that's bad, but I hope he gets better. He looked me in the eye and said this. He didn't, he died. Mark looked down at the ground afterwards and sighed for a minute. By now, this kind of talk was normal between us, so I just jumped into babysitter mode. This kid was a Christian, so I normally pulled the, oh, well, I'm sorry, at least he's in heaven now, right? The kid was quiet for a very long time, still staring at the ground for a bit as the Cardinal flew away. I waited for a moment, but right before I was going to ask if he was okay, Mark said, no, no, he's not. He said he's gonna stay with me until I die and then he's going to take me to heaven with him and then we'll meet God and my mommy will be sad but then she'll get to come too, but she's a grown-up, so she won't need help getting there. I was thoroughly freaked out by what this kid was saying. Then he laughed and pointed behind me saying, now he's right behind you. I was so chilled before this that I literally jumped and turned around There was nothing there, and I insisted that we go inside after that. From that day on, the kid would occasionally talk to himself, saying he was talking to his grandpa, or he'd look outside. Once even while it was pouring, he opened the door and walked out, coming back in to say his grandpa wanted to give him a hug, but he was out in the rain by himself. Now, normally, I'd just pass this all off as a kid acting weird, but this isn't the end of the story. It gets better because one day his mother came home crying. When I tried to comfort the woman, she whimpered to me, I'm so sorry, today's been hard. Today, I got a call that my grandpa died of a heart attack. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, People are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
0: So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Number three, the doppelganger babysitter. Submitted by Leached. Pocket money, that's what I needed. I was 14 and did not have a job and I was tired of being broke. I was so desperate to get a bit of extra cash to spend, mainly on junk food and other useless stuff, that I was even desperate enough to advertise as a babysitter. Confidently, I put posters all over my town. I advertised online. I did everything I could, anything to maximize the odds. Weeks went by and there was nothing. I didn't get any job requests. However, I did finally get a phone call that went a little like this. Hi. "'So you do babysitting?' "'Yes,' I replied. "'Great,' they said. Fifteen dollars an hour, right?' I answered, "'Yes, fifteen an hour, "'but on weekends I charge eighteen. "'Good, good,' they said. "'Would you be available on Thursday?' "'I was happy. "'I was finally getting a job offer.' "'So I answered them. "'Yes, Thursday would be all right. "'How long will you be gone, "'and about where is your house?' "'They replied that they'll be gone "'for about three hours, "'and they gave me their address.' Great, I'll come by on Thursday, I said. Wait just a minute, they interrupted. Then the line went almost completely silent for about a whole minute. It was very awkward, and I thought that maybe they had hung up on me or something, when finally I heard a very monotone voice say, do you have any experience? I didn't have any, and I was afraid to say no, but I worked up enough courage to say, well, not exactly, but I am responsible, and I do know CPR. The line was awkwardly silent again and she responded with, sure, that will be fine. She sounded confused, but I wasn't worried. I got the job and I could prove myself. I was just glad that I finally found something. When Thursday finally rolled around, I asked my mom to drive me to the house. Being only 14, I had to have my 16-year-old sister with me while I babysat. When we reached the house, I immediately climbed out. The house was beautiful and seemed very fancy. Obviously, the people that lived there were very rich. The lady introduced herself and standing behind her was a little girl. It must have been her daughter. She introduced herself to me as Sophie. Apparently, Sophie was six years old and she could speak a combination of German and Russian, but she barely knew any English. This made it very hard to communicate with her. The whole time we were there, my sister didn't bother trying to talk to the girl. I can't say I blame her. It was hard enough trying to talk to someone who didn't know any English. I was, however, determined, and I spent a lot of time that night with Sophie. Time passed very quickly, and by the time it was 8.30, she was already tucked away and fast asleep in her room. When 10 finally rolled around, her mom came home. I ran outside to greet her, but I was a little annoyed that she was two hours late. When I came outside, she was busy parking her car, and as I looked inside, I swear I saw Sophie in the back seat. This was confusing because Sophie was supposed to be in bed. Sophie's mom saw the confusion on my face and she asked me if I was all right. I just apologized to her and said, I'm sorry, I thought Sophie was asleep. She looked at me funny and then said something that sent chills down my spine. I'm sorry, Sophie came with me to visit her dad. She wasn't here tonight. Remember, I asked you over to look after the house while I was gone. I was dumbfounded when I heard this, and I thought she may have been pranking me, so I forced a laugh, but she didn't even smile. This was no prank. On the car ride home, I asked my sister about it, and she just replied with, yeah, you were acting really weird at that house. I caught you talking to yourself a few times, but I didn't know what to say. What were you doing? I really don't know what happened that day. The little girl I talked to that night It was the same little girl that was in the back seat of the car when the owner got home. So even if it was paranormal, how could it have been a ghost when that little girl was completely alive? I have no explanation for that night and just thinking about it creeps me out to this day. I assume that whatever I was talking to that night was not Sophie, but something that made itself look like Sophie. Maybe it was lonely. Maybe it needed company. And there I was to take the bait. Number four, Babysitting with a Friend, submitted by Z. Once, me and my good friend got a babysitting job together. It was for some people that my friend knew personally. The job began at 4 p.m., and it would end at 11 that night. We didn't mind as long as we were getting paid. And besides that, I do honestly love kids, so I was looking forward to it. So later that night at around seven, I put one of the kids to bed. Then around eight, we got the two other kids to bed. When that was all and done with, and it was just time to wait, I swear to God, we both heard the sound of gunshots nearby the house. Now, of course, we both thought it was fireworks or something. Maybe someone was setting them off when they shouldn't be. But now that I think back on it, those were definitely gunshots. Eventually, it was 9.30 and it was very dark outside, and we had calmed ourselves down from the gunshots. We were sitting on the couch talking about our classes at school when all of a sudden, we heard static over the intercom the house had. There were two intercoms, one in the office and one in the basement. I'm not scared easily to this day, but my friend on the other hand was very paranoid and completely freaked out. I assumed that it was bad wiring or that the intercom was bugging out, but it kept doing this, going on and off for no reason, static, then silence for about 10 minutes when suddenly we heard a thumping noise coming from the basement. It sounded like an adult was walking downstairs. Now I was kind of creeped out, but my friend was almost panicking at this point. I decided to text the parents and ask if they knew what was going on. After 20 minutes of waiting for a response, the noise stops, only to be replaced by the sound of someone handling a plastic bag, like a Walmart bag. And finally, the parents responded and said, We don't have a clue, but we'll be home soon, so don't worry. That really pissed me off. I had the worst gut feeling that something bad was about to happen, but my first instinct was to protect the kids and my friend. But at about 10.30, it all stopped. It became silent again, and all I could think was, thank heavens, maybe it was nothing after all. Even still, I was very tempted to go down to the basement myself and figure out what was making that noise, my friend said don't go down there, that we should just wait it out until 11 and go home. So we did wait, and they ended up getting home a little bit late, but that was fine by me. I was just glad they were back. We got paid, and before the dad took us home, he went to the basement. He asked us if anyone had brought a plastic bag with us today. It wasn't me, and I know my friend didn't. Besides that, the only time we left the second floor was to put the kids to bed and to put the icing on the cake, the back door was wide open. They were a little irritated by this, thinking that we had left it open the whole time, but I knew better. I was the one that was there that whole night. I know that door wasn't open. To this day, we don't know exactly what happened, but I've got a pretty good guess. Someone had broken in. They probably took some stuff from the basement, making a little bit too much noise in the process. I don't know if they knew we were there or not, but I don't think they did, otherwise, they would have been more quiet. But if they did know we were there, who knows what could have happened to all of us? That was a very weird and creepy experience. Number 5 Imaginary, submitted by Nautical Nightmaric Gamers. this happened to my cousins about five years ago one of them had just made up an imaginary friend right after his dog died it was honestly kind of tragic the friend was called spike of course named after the dead dog they thought nothing of it since he was only six they assumed that it was normal for a kid to do that maybe that was his way of coping his name was james and my two other cousins were stacy and mike And just to make sure you've got it right, the imaginary friend itself was a dog as well. After everyone discovered this, strange things happened. One night, Mike, who was 15, swore he heard rustling from downstairs. When he went down to see, there was no one there. But when he looked in the kitchen, the bottom cupboards were open and the chairs were knocked over. And worst of all, his little brother James was holding a dog lead. When Mike asked him about the mess, all James could say was, Spike was a very bad boy. Mike woke up his parents and once they were down, he went back to sleep, albeit a bit shaken. For the next couple of days, James wouldn't talk to anyone but this Spike. His parents began to get worried. They took him to doctors, but once they arrived, he was back to normal. He was just playing them. One night, a friend of mine named Stacy had friends over while she babysat James at their house because her parents and Mike were at a show. James was in bed, but two hours later, he woke up screaming. When she looked over, her heart sank because James had dog bite marks on his arm and he was bleeding. She called her parents and they were home in about 10 minutes. After this, Stacy didn't babysit as much anymore and James never talked about his imaginary friend. And luckily, probably for everybody, James didn't have any more incidents. But to this day, I wanna know what happened. Did he bite himself, or did some spirit that posed as his dog bite him? Number six, Babysitting Horror. Submitted by MJ. This happened when I was babysitting in 2007. I babysat some kids a few miles away from where I lived. This particular family had a huge house in the middle of the woods as I remember. It was a really nice place, but all things considered, it was all very creepy. It was old and isolated after all. When I got there, I had to ring the doorbell about five times before someone finally came to the door. It was one of the kids. Mommy's already gone, she yelled at me. Oh, I'm sorry. Your mother told me to be here at 7.30, and I'm here. Without another word, the kid let me in. I really needed to use the bathroom. As soon as the girl told me where it was, I headed on my way. It was a long walk through a labyrinth of hallways. But after I got back from the restroom, I noticed something strange. The lights were all off. Then suddenly, someone tugged at my arm, and I heard, shh. It was the kid, the girl, together with her brother, I think. She said to me in a whisper, I heard another knock at the door. This time it was a man. He told me that he was the babysitter. I was instantly freaked out. Were they joking right now? Because I was scared. What did you do? I asked, a little bit too loud. And then I heard footsteps coming down the dark hallway. You didn't let him in, did you? The girl said no, that he let himself in. I searched my pockets for my phone, but I had left it in my jacket. And at this point, I believed them because I could see in their eyes that they were holding back tears. Listen, I said, do you have a phone with you? No, the boy whispered, but there's one in the room next to us. I slowly opened that door and I walked as fast as I could through the room, searching for the phone. I found one and I called 911. I told them everything, and the police soon arrived. I heard footsteps slowly getting faster. I got the kids and ran them to the kitchen. I grabbed a knife, and with the kids with me, I hid in one of the rooms and locked the door. Soon the police had arrived, and they found the man still there, and he did have a gun in his pocket. They arrested him, and apparently all he did was take a few things from the house, but he could have done worse, especially if we made the wrong choices, if we let ourselves get found. This is by far the most bizarre and creepy experience I've ever had, considering I had gotten there to babysit and I had not been there for maybe five minutes before all of this went down. It all just happened too fast, but I'm glad that it was over as fast as it happened. We've all heard that urban legend of the statue at the house where the girl is babysitting the statue that creeps her out. But it turns out that the family does not even own a statue, because after all, that's no statue. It's her worst nightmare. After these stories, you might be realizing that babysitting or hiring a babysitter could bring that legend to you. Well, go ahead, live the nightmare. Invite a stranger into your home. Stay the evening at a stranger's place. Just try to explain those noises coming from upstairs. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your true Snapchat scary stories today at darknessprevails.org. Thanks.